Welcome, everybody, to Campus Talk, a public affairs show on Utah Tech Radio addressing public issues in Washington County and Utah Tech University. Today's program is about a special guest here, uh, Dr. Ron Chamberlain, who is going to discuss kind of the mental state and, you know, kind of the, the depicting mental health of athletes, you know, dealing with them and talking to them about different types of aspects. And now on Utah Tech, here is Dr. Ron Chamberlain with Campus Talking. Dr. Ron Chamberlain, first off, uh, state your occupation and kind of where you're from. Okay. Uh, yeah, Dr. Ron Chamberlain. I'm a sports psychologist. Been doing this now for about uh, 26 years or so. Okay. Um, worked in college athletics most of that time. Um, and it's it's been a, been a great career for me. Um, I love working with student athletes and helping them with their performance and mental health issues. Okay. And uh, originally, I'm from Colorado. Grew up there. Um, been in Utah for most of my career, though. What uh, made you uh, come out here for the career? For Utah? Um, well, I, I did my graduate training at BYU okay. up in Provo and was there for my five years of graduate school and then uh, was hired by BYU Athletics and worked there for about 15 years. Okay. And uh, loved loved that and uh, had a great time. And then uh, had an opportunity to go to the University of Washington after that. Okay. That's Spent nice. four years in Seattle at the University of Washington and, and had a great experience there. And then our family was growing and our kids were starting to have grandkids for us. And yeah, we wanted to be close to them. So we decided to move back to Utah and be, be closer. So okay, that brought us down to St. George. And how, how has the job been treating you these over, over 25 plus years? How has it been? It's awesome. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I feel like I'm living a dream, you know. Yeah. Because uh, I grew up around sports and played basketball myself in college and, and uh, loved that. Uh, was really kind of debating, do I go into coaching or do I go into psychology? When I majored in psychology in my undergraduate degree, I loved that as well. So to be able to combine the two, my love for sports and my love for psychology, yeah, uh, it's, it's been a perfect fit for me as a career. Okay. Okay. And do you, uh, what's your favorite sport? If I ask? favorite sport. Yeah. Well, depends if you mean playing it or watching it. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go both. Let's go both. Why not? I, I love to watch football. I mean, it's just, it's just been something I've always enjoyed. Yeah. Um, uh, my brother played football. I played football until my junior year of high school. Then I specialized in basketball, but, uh, yeah, just something about watching a, a team, of 11 guys, you know, yeah. putting it together and making it happen on the football field. Just something about that I, that I love. Yeah. Basketball is my favorite sport to play. Okay. And, uh, but that was, that was long ago. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't play anymore. Yeah. That's, um, that's a set. That's a set. All right. So uh, let's get straight into it. So um, how is it working with all types of athletes? I love it. And that, that's one of the reasons I've stayed in college athletics rather than specializing and going into just one sport or another. You know, uh, at, at all the schools I've worked at, they've had, you know, multiple teams, men's and women's sports. I enjoy working with male and female athletes, um, individual sport athletes, team sport athletes. Okay. And uh, so I, I've really enjoyed that. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. When I was early in my career, I was working with athletes from sports I knew nothing about. Yeah. You know, women's gymnasts, for instance, you know, I never had anything to do with gymnastics. So, yeah, but uh, you get in and you learn about the sport from working with the athletes and the coaches and the team. And and uh, 
pretty soon you get pretty pretty excited about that sport too. And same thing when I was at the University of Washington, they had a rowing team. I'd never been around rowing, yeah, I, but I gained yeah. a new appreciation for the the amount of time and training that goes into the the rowing and and doing it as a team and and fell in love with that sport as well. So okay. it's been interesting the 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 traditional sports baseball, football, basketball. Uh, track those things uh, have been fun to work with, but some of the the lesser known or watched sports uh, have been uh, been a great experience. Okay, that's good. That's good. And so, uh, kind of like a psychology psychology kind of therapy side. Do you think it's harder to work with females or males, or is it kind of the same? It's different. Um, I wouldn't say one's harder than the other. You know. Uh, Quite honestly, I think most of the female clients I have are quite verbal. Yeah. And so it's really easy to run a session with them because they come in and a lot of times they know exactly what they want to talk about. And, yeah. And uh, they start talking. And a lot of what I do is listen and reflect back and help them figure out, you know, athletes I work with figure out what it is that's, that's going on. Yeah. And um, so female athletes tend to be uh, a little easier um, in that in that way probably easier to just open up to yeah. yeah they just seem to be a little more open with their emotions and a little more verbal and yeah and uh and, and again this is over generalizing obviously because there's 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 uh, male and females that are are different than that but yeah a lot of the male athletes i think it's a little harder to get them through my door sometimes to meet with them in the first place yeah i think they're a little more resistant to asking for help 100%. And I think that's true of the psychology or therapy in general across the board, not just sports psychology. Yeah. Um, so it's a little harder to get them to convinced that it it could be helpful, and to get them through my door. I think uh, oftentimes uh, a lot of the male athletes I meet with are are actually referred to me by their coach or or athletic trainer or someone. So. Yeah. Um, but once they're in the door, you know, uh, and we start start our our. Uh, our relationship i think things things roll pretty well yeah and i'm kind of a victim of that too i think that uh they you know, sometimes can be a little hard-headed with their uh feelings you know and how they're feeling in the at the moment so yeah a little less open sometimes yeah you know i think i have to to, to work a little harder to get them to open up and and really talk about what's really going on you yeah. know yeah definitely definitely um so how do you think your job impacts athletes across the campus well, um, you know, I'm, I'm all about two things. Uh, one is helping student athletes feel like their, their mental health is good. You know, it's hard to function as a student athlete if you're not doing well me- with your mental health. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm all about mental health and, and uh, helping people uh, manage the stress loads and, and uh, uh, deal with depression, anxiety, some of the very real mental health issues that exist. Um, but the thing I love about sports psychology is there's the other side too. It's not just about helping people who are under-functioning get back to a more normal functioning level. It's helping people that are already functioning well do even better. You yeah. know? So it's about performance enhancement and, and uh, high-level um, performance. And so I love that part of it. You know, um, So, you know, I... I I would like to think, and I think uh, I do survey data. I get survey data from uh, people I meet with at the end of every semester, and and the feedback I get is usually very positive. You know, they they feel like it helped them uh, 
um, in both the performance and mental health way. So yeah, that's good. That's good. How important do you think it is to discuss mental health with some of these athletes? Because I know, like you said earlier, there's kind of some of them are kind of uh, you have to work harder to get absolutely into their mental. How important do you think it is to to just keep on working and kind of picking at them? Yeah. To try to get an answer or, or then the talk. No, that's 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 a great question. And and when I started my career in 1996, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of talk at the college level about mental health. Yeah. When I was hired at BYU, then I was one of probably ten sports psychologists working in college athletics at the time. Um, but then it started to grow and started to change, and it started to become more widely accepted and. And when some of the bigger schools, I remember when uh, the University of Oklahoma hired a sports psychologist by the name of Nikki Moore. And uh, she's great for our profession. She's just done wonderful things. But uh, word got out that Oklahoma, you know, had hired a, a big-time sports psychologist to work with their program. And then what do, athlete, what do athletic departments do? You know, they compete with each other, right? Yeah. So they start competing. Well, if Oklahoma has one, we better have one. And, so pretty pretty soon, more and more schools were uh, putting resources into uh, sports psychology and and mental health for their student athletes. And uh, and then uh, when the NCAA's uh, current uh, chief medical officer um, came into his his position, um, that was one of his priorities was to to really um, advocate for student athlete mental health. Okay. And from that point on, you know, over the last 10, 15 years, and especially since COVID, actually, it's just the acceptance of what we do in this field has has grown exponentially. And now there's just about every major Division One school has at least one mental health provider on their athletic department staff. Okay. And the bigger schools with the deeper pockets have multiple. <clears throat> and so it's, it's uh, taken off and it's been very positive. And so... In recent years, I haven't had to push much, you know, yeah. to to get the word out and and uh, convince people that this is helpful. Okay. Uh, I think the uh, NCAA has done a good job. I think professional sports acceptance of it. Most most professional sports teams now have a sports psychologist consultant working with their organization. Yeah, and so as the word gets out, you know, from pro athletes that hey, I use this, it helps me. Um, that trickles down, you know, from the yeah. top. And that's been, been huge for the field as well. Most definitely. So you've been in this field for 25 years. Do you think social media kind of takes a big part in why so much mental health discussion is needed? Or do you think it's kind of, it should have been already a discussion before social media? It just wasn't really relevant. Was... Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's an interesting question, how, the, how you've kind of, the influence social media has, you yeah. know. Um, obviously I think it's just gotten more word out about what's happening out there, Okay. but I'm not sure social media is always very accurate. Yeah. And in some ways the, the explosion of social media and, and having it be such a day-to-day presence in people's lives, I think in some ways actually contributes to the mental health issues, mm. you know, because people are spending a lot of, a lot of time they could be doing other things on social media yeah and uh you know i think the there's certainly uh some benefit to to some of it but some of it i think just leads to feeding into people's problems with 
comparisons with others and and uh, things like that and w what do others have and I don't and and uh, just the amount of time that's spent on it I think I think it's it's uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword so you think social media is kind of kind of adding a little fuel to the fire in some cases absolutely yeah okay well, and it isolates some people, you know, Most definitely. Where, where people, you know, you, you think it would connect people and it, and it can and does. Yeah. But n not not all people, you know, for some people, they, they kind of disappear from the social scene. Yeah. Where there's real face to face human interaction, which I think is an important part of mental health. Most definitely. So. Most definitely. OK, so um, what injuries do you think take the biggest toll on athletes mental health? Well, you know, the, the, the ones that I see most often are the, the injuries like ACL tears, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the challenge with those are, you know, now you're – the athlete's going to be missing basically a year of their um, athletic experience, you know, getting back and getting healthy. And even after that nine months or whatever that they, they go through rehab after their surgery – you know, those those first uh, few months back, you know, aren't uh, always, you know, just a smooth transition right back to full speed ahead, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think anytime you take something away like that from an athlete, when that's their identity, it's it's uh, it can be crushing, you know, for for quite a while. But but again, that's why we we run a injury uh, support group here at uh, Utah Tech. And uh, try to get our athletes together to support one another and and help each other through that process. And I think it's been very effective. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, I think you guys do a lot for the athletes, especially. Um, you know, we host. Um, we didn't talk about this, but we just actually came back from um, a little group thing, group kind of mm -hmm. socialization of our uh, injured athletes here at Utah Tech, and we do it every Wednesday. And I think it really helps our athletes. And um, Dr. Ron Chamberlain is there. Uh, Dr. Kaz Sakita, um, he's also there too, one of the <clears throat> athletic trainers. And I think just, you know, just it just benefits us and it kind of, even when you guys just let us talk and just let us kind of roll, I think that kind of, it ultimately just makes it that just more comforting to know that there's some people there, you know? And Absolutely. I, and I think that's the big thing with, with mental health. I think people just need to know that there's somebody listening to you, there's somebody that cares about you. Absolutely. You know? So, um, well, uh, Dr. Ron uh, Chamberlain, I appreciate you. Um, you've been listening to Campus Talk, a public affairs show on Utah Tech Radio addressing mental health and athletes on a psych psychological level um, with our special guest, Dr. Ron Chamberlain. Uh, for more information about the, about the topic, go to utahtechradio.com or 91.3 to Blaze. You can also listen to one of the podcasts and other shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and utahtechradio.com. Dr. Ron Chamberlain, I appreciate you once again. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Thank you.